Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is December 17th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, I'm, uh, we're on the home stretch. You know, I think we're over halfway done. We're, we're well over halfway light, done. We're into June. The light, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, to be honest, I'm, I'm a little shaky. I took a full str- swing. We had Uh-oh. a little staycation oh, um, this midweek. But I'm I'm still feeling the effects of the full swing days later. It's not good. <laughs> You're washed up. You're I old. I am completely washed. And uh, I just uh, I feel this foggy sensation still like three days removed. It's not a good not a good uh, situation. And, uh, you're rusty. And, you're out of shape, and you're washed up. You got it. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's, it's Friday. We're recording morning Friday. We're gonna get through the U.S. Open today. That leaves. The Open for Monday, I think. Then the FedEx Cup, the the you know the net the low grab. net low gross, whatever you want to call it, championship on uh, probably Wednesday. We're gonna get this done before Christmas, and we'll uh, be off and running. It is brought to you. I, apparently, uh, there's some golf going on this weekend. We'll likely talk about that Monday morning. There's, I mean, my feed is just inundated. Oh, he's here. He's walking. Tiger. Charlie's here. Like, uh, you know, vibes, cat is on the ground, like big time vibes, like just, just a lot going on. I mean, it's, I don't know. I logged onto Twitter and started rolling my eyes. It's, I know there's massive interest around Tiger, but I just think like the way we take pictures of it and the, I don't know, breathless tweets that are associated with those pictures are a bit much for me. Well, I will will say this, I will, I'll say this, there is a. When you go through this year in review process, it's a really um, interesting endeavor because you see which tweets kind of like have staying power versus like sure. the ones of like one word um, yep. and like a photo. That that's not it's like I don't even know what that. What what are we referring yeah. to now? Yeah, there are some that are historical documents or jokes yeah. that are can lit persist. But yeah, I don't know. All right, let's get to it. Year review is brought to you by Precision Pro Golf. If you need a late Christmas gift, if you do the Andy and Brendan thing where you just print out the receipt of what yeah. you purchased and <laughs> put that in an envelope <laughs> under the tree, that's what I do. That's what you do. I mean, I swear to God, this year I was going to be ahead of it. I was like, all right, I got 10 days. I'm good. I got you know two weeks. I'm good. I'll, I know I'm going to get to this on Wednesday. I'm, and I here I am, you know. We could probably get caught with my pants down again, and I'm just going to be printing out receipts. I would go to Precision Pro Golf and print out a receipt of an NX9 Slope rangefinder that is or an Ace speaker, an Ace speaker that NX9 is currently forty dollars off. We had a friend of the program, uh, Lewis. Uh, he was like, "Hey man, your uh, promo code's not working. What's going on?" I was like, uh, "It should be Shotgun 20." Uh, and he goes, "Nope, didn't work." So I, I reached out to Pre Pro Golf. They said, "Oh yeah, I mean." It's already forty dollars off. You know, we turned promo codes off through the end of the year, all of them, because uh, the sale. 
So, you know, we're on the same page there. Now, it took, we probably said use shotgun 20 a few times during this uh, series, but hey, we're idiots. Um, but it's $40 off the NX9 slope. The Ace Smart Speaker is $149.99. It's got my slope. It's got a magnetic grip. It's got a rechargeable battery. It's got the Find My Precision Pro. So if you're on it, it, it will find your, you know, if you leave it uh, you know, in a greenside bunker or in the fescue somewhere, it, it can be re- recovered. So uh, that is available. Late gift, in my opinion. Or as I said, a New Year's resolution. Get myself a, a rangefinder. You could do that too. Uh, you can go to Precision Pro Golf. Dot com. Thanks to them. Really, really, I, I mean, I don't know. No bullshit. We want to vouch for those people. They, they've been really good people and good to work with. And I think it's a good company to support. Uh, yeah. Anything else? You good? Last minute gift guide. You know, Precision Pro on it. No disclosure that are a, a, a paying partner, but <laughs> that's the way of the gift I think guides. that's implied when we're doing an ad rate, I would hope. Uh, but they are supporting the year in review. All right, let's get to it. Uh, we will begin. We finished with the PGA Championship with Kyle Porter on Wednesday. Uh, we will pick up with Colonial. That was the week after, or the Chuck Schwab Challenge. It's not a tournament. It's not a championship. It's not an open. It's a challenge. Now, it doesn't give away a challenger anymore. It gives away. I totally forgot about this while we're on it. I almost reshared this on Twitter. Preposterous photo. Jason Kokrak in this power wagon. Do you remember that? <laughs> He's in yeah. his tartan blazer. And With he's the like, big trophy. Yeah, it's big trophy. You were hollering about, why are there three fucking trophies? for? Do we need three? <laughs> like, you're so mad about it. Um, and, and he's in this power wagon. He looks like he's in a go-kart because he, he's a big boy. He, can't, like, he just looks like the car doesn't fit him. <clears throat> he can barely fit out the window. It's just a, a ridiculous photo. It would be like a real, you know, normal sport type thing if you if you showed the picture to someone. Like, what is this? Um, but we're on to Colonial. Let's get to it this week. So Monday night, uh, we're Monday night after PGA. The Bryson Brooks video comes out on Twitter. I think you and I we got this video DM to us like that the raw file. If I, I'm sure it went around to everybody, but it shows up on some random Twitter account and just. I mean, this is Monday night. I think it was like nine something. And like Phil's win is just gone off the page by Monday night. This Brooks video. I mean, millions of views. 10 million, I think, is what it was. A little over 10 before it got zapped. Um, And this just, I mean, you know, we don't need to, you remember this. I don't need to go into the specifics of it. It's click clack and I can't go on with all that fucking noise around me. Jesus, all that. Todd Lewis is grinning like just the Grinch from ear to ear. Um. So what happens? This video comes out. Then I forgot about this. Bryson posts a video with 100-pound dumbbells. 100 pounds. I mean, I don't know what he's doing. I'm not a, phys- a personal trainer. The form, it looks preposterous. Like, he's just kind of flinging them through the air. The, you know, gym guy Twitter logs on, and they've got comments about, like, what is this? He's just sort of, like, grunting. It's all for visual effects. These 100-pound dumbbells just look like giant things. And he's kind of lifting them, but it's more of just, I don't know, an Instagram uh, impact, uh, story impact. So I forgot about that. Um, so then that week, oh, also that week, the PGA apologizes for fans storming the field. They have to apologize. Like, we lost security. It's like, oh, really? Like Broke contained. Yeah. I don't think you need to apologize, but yeah, I think we're aware that that wasn't supposed to happen that way. Um, 
So then the uh, the announcement of the match, right? That's it's it's Bryson and Aaron Rodgers against Brady and uh, oh Brooksy, Phil. Brooksy Phil. chirps, yeah, Rodgers, yeah. So Brooksy jumps in. He goes, "Sorry, bro," to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bryson responds. He goes, I, "It's fun to be living rent free in your head." Uh, and this is just like we've never seen this before in golf. It's just it, we're just escalating. We're going from zero to hundred. People are freaking out about it. And that this is when, and this is more of like an actual substantive thing. Brooks responds to the rent-free comment with a clip from Kiowa, where someone was saying, "Nice shot, Brooksy," to Bryson. I think it was a practice round. You know, he's just screwing around on one of the tee box hitting balls. He goes, "Nice ball, Brooksy," with his phone out, and Bryson whips around and goes, "Who's ever called me Brooksy? Get out of here!" And this is sort of like. The Magna Carta of the entire Brooksy stuff. Like, it's the, the original, and, and people forget about this. Uh, you know, they associate the Mick Ultra thing, but this was yeah. the start of the whole thing. It was like, oh, I think Pardon My Take kind of, you know, publicized it too. And, and that that was really the start of the whole Brooksy, shouting Brooksy at Bryson for the rest of the summer. Um, What else happened? The senior PGA went on this week. You were corrupted by a stand-up mixer. You went from straight from Kiowa to Southern Hills. You had big takes about the Houston airport someplace claiming that they had the best burger in Houston. Do you remember that? You're like, how yeah. do they claim it? They're in the airport. A lot of local Houston folks said that, you know, a false <laughs> an claim. Absurd. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absurd take. They just lure... Lure wary travelers in there and, uh, you know, then serve a substandard burger. The best burger. I didn't fall it. for it. I looked at it. I kept staring at it. I think I was like across the way at a Starbucks or something yeah. getting some coffee. And that was right when I got the, the, the Brooksy video and I was trying to figure out what to do with it. Didn't know what to do. Could have been your 10 million views. Could have been your 10 uh, million views, maybe. Probably would have gotten scrubbed faster. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The fact that it came from like a no a no random, name account yeah. was was the yeah. key to that yep. surviving for as long as it survived. Yeah. Uh, so, well, senior PGA, you're, it's event of the week, but you know uh, it's very corrupted. It's, it's just a red. You just said last night the podcast was never the same. <laughs> it wasn't. You're you're seen there smiling like a pig in shit, holding your new stand up mixer, the stand up mixer championship. I think finally got out of the box recently. Oh, good. Good. There you go. It was, it was in the box. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> Just sat in a box in the garage. For... I mean, everybody puts those on their wedding registry, and I don't think you use them. <laughs> we got a hand one. My wife wouldn't let us get the kitchen top one. We don't need to go into that. Well, that's the then. thing. They take up so much I know. space, too. I know. I know. Um, all right. Elsewhere at the Senior PGA. Do you remember this? The insanely loud generators at Southern Hills. Just oh, we yeah. got video of that from a, like a Dornick uh, Maxwell. Well, they sort had of fan they account. had the the fridges and oh, appliances on the tea boxes. I mean, it sounds like this you're is playing the, in the a... news the on, on course reporting that I was able to get. You know, it was like I was out there at, on I think it was Monday or, yeah. or Tuesday. Tuesday, no fans were out there. I was doing this filming stuff, which I was absolutely, I was a wreck from Q. I was so tired. Yeah. And uh, I remember just seeing, like, we were going to film on a tee box, and they're like, we can't turn these generators off. Right. We can't do it here. We got to move over here. So these activations where they got fridges and all these things out. It's, it I, is pretty sick that they got fridges, uh, like grabbing stuff from the but nice fridges. I was watching the video last night. You were like literally playing in a jet engine, like trying to play golf. It's so loud. 
Uh, it's kind of like when the blimps are around. That's true. That's true. Alex Chayka wins, and the notion of, well, I think what we term the social security slam is born. He's won the first two majors, and we call the senior slam. I think the social security slam, he wins at Southern Hills. Elsewhere on the LPGA, this is big drama. A lot of hot takes. Shen Shen Fen concedes her consolation Uh, match. This is one of my favorite moments of the year. Shadow Creek. She played, I think, seven seven matches in five days. It was 100 degrees. (laughs) Uh, It's a consolation match. And the U.S. Open is like three days away in San Francisco. Um, She played five days in a row. Would have been her seventh match. She... You know, people are like talking about how she's not competitive enough. She doesn't have heart. It, it, like, it, it's just like ah, I, I lost my focus. I don't want to play this consolation match. You can have it to area Jutanicard. Uh, just take it. And people had takes about that. Um, well, I mean, like this is like the ultimate tough guy Twitter yeah, moment. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like the biggest tournament of the year is the next week, right? And, right. And she's just, you know, she's got a legitimate chance to win that, right? And right. You know, instead of playing this, you know, awesome. essentially made-for-TV third-place match, so there's something else on. Wasn't there a cr- ridiculous TV schedule for this? You couldn't even watch it. I can't. Um, I didn't see that and it was, like, it. one of the more compelling, yeah. like, it, you know, in terms of formats, it, it's just, like, a fun format. Yep. And Shadow Creek, like, it's a preposterous course in the desert, but one of the best courses that TV. the women play yeah. in, in, in a calendar year, and you couldn't watch it. Right. Right. Yeah, I think it was jammed in. There was like an hour here, and then it was gone, and an hour somewhere else. Yeah. Um, Allie Ewing won. She said, like, to just to buttress Shanshed's point, she goes, it was exhausting. I think I was limping on the finish line, really. This week was unlike any other. I mean, it's June in, Sh- in Vegas. I'm definitely going to have to tape up the feet, I think, for another week <laughs> next week. We got the major. But yeah, well at Olympic it. Club, which is like yeah. on a mountain. Yes. Yeah, so Ali Ewing, I think it was uh, Sophia Popoff she beat. Also in this... Like, both, I think Popoff and Ewing just played terrible well, the next yeah, week, if I remember correctly. Walking wounded. Like, just, yeah. yeah. And Fang, and Fang, to her credit, will get into it, but she contended, and it was, like, the ultimate, like, yeah, I actually know what I'm doing. Yeah, at Olympic. Uh, also this week, which I would love to see more of, the LPGA... Not This is Tom Abbott. Not messing around with slow play this week. Carlotta Saganda, a known tortoise, a well-known tortoise. Uh, she won the 18th hole the winner match against Sarah Schmezel, but she was penalized for slow play. The penalty is a loss of hole, and so she lost the match. Do you remember that? <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. I just vaguely. Just... Could you imagine doing that? Somebody like going up to Billy Boy and be like, or, or I don't know, some other, like JB Holmes, somebody who's slow and be like, actually, you lost the entire match because you were too slow. That we need to see more of. Uh, It'd be great if they did that at the bash play. All right. Um, what else? Guys walking 70 yards up. <laughs> Ding. Slow play. Pop. You're out of here. Yep. Oh, this was another uh, another piece of testimony and why we need a CT machine. So it comes out. You remember Phil broke his club on the range at PGA Sunday. So he's at, he plays Colonial next week. Um, and he talks about it. He goes, Tim noticed when I put it back that it had cracked across the face. It happens. In fact, if it doesn't happen, you start to question the manufacturer. Hey, aren't we making this as hot as we can? <laughs> it's certainly part of it, but you know, like you question the manufacturer if these things aren't cracking. So uh, again, these guys are pushing it to the limit and over the limit, and we have a lot of testimony to that, that effect at this point. 
Um, also, Phil had his little quip. You know, he comes out, he, he, as you'd expect, he'd been tweeting about being lit on the airplane. So he's not really in a, in a you know, frame of mind to play golf Thursday morning. He doesn't play well. He has his infamous quote. Yeah, I didn't play well, but I won the PGA. So everybody ha-has at that. He misses the cut. He was battling on Friday, yeah. though, at the cut line. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, this was also... PGA Tour officials, Slugger White and Mark Russell, their last event together. Uh, but certainly not their last event as Slugger has reemerged as a, a Live Golf investments. Maybe Mark Russell will jump in. And, and that whole storyline and all the hoopla around working their last event together will have been a uh, fake news. Uh, what else? The Power Wagon we talked about. You're very angry about three trophies. There was real Kokrak. So Kokrak beats up on Speed. This was a pillow fight. Yeah. Go ahead. Speed had like, what, a three shot lead or something going on? Uh, yeah, a couple shots. His first round, they're like, that's the round of the year. I think he shot 63 in the wind with no bogeys. And everybody's like, Speed is like so back and all this stuff. Um, so Kokrak, though, comes Sunday. He beats up on Sergio and Speed. Kokrak, like, Claims he was like we're playing in hostile territory because everybody was for Spieth. Do you remember he's like he made a comment on the 18th grade, like he had just, just wait, gone just into wait the lion's till, den. Or wait something. till you know this year as the Saudi boy. He's right. every week in hostile territory right. for Kokrak. That's true. It was it was a total pillow fight. I mean, a final round 70, which at Colonial was good enough. Like I mean, 70 at Colonial is not. You know, shouldn't get it done on Sunday, but it did. Yeah, this was like the like everybody went into it saying Spieth was just going to eviscerate Kokrak. Yeah, like I remember the the all the buzz on Twitter, the echo chamber was yeah. like, "Oh, Kokrak has no chance." But it's like, well, yeah, this is why they play the game, right? Uh, so he beats him up. Uh, what? Oh, there's real real Ryder Cup buzz. This is like this becomes a thing. Like Coke Crack, you got. I mean, you got to take him to Whistling Straits. You just got to have him there. I mean, this this is like when we look back on this, it's just a yearly, weekly thing during the Ryder Cup year. Think it's, about the buzz after winning the QBE. Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> well, he would win Houston and the QBE <laughs> recently. Okay, uh, that's enough Coke Crack stuff. I think. What else happened? Um, do we know like when the calendar is? Cause like I saw like people are like, Oh, four wins in a calendar oh, year, right. I know. three wins in the super. Like, it's just like, I don't know. We need to go to a calendar year schedule. Right. It is stupid. It, it, it's, it's like the whole wraparound. Like it, it just masks what happened in the year. Well, a counter to that would be when their year interview, then not be allowed to cut off at Labor Day. Because I'm not trying to add Q4 to our year interview process. Well, so. actually, I think Q4 should just be absent, absent golf. no golf at all. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm not trying to go past Labor Day for this year interview process. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, this is when Thirst Bucket really goes, becomes... The Pisaki yes, gave the money. Yes. Convenient camera. camera around, somebody filming... As JT does look a little high five with money in his hands, slips him some money to Visaki. Was it a check? Was the, it twenty dollars? Yeah, yeah, could have been a check for ten grand. Could have been whatever. <laughs> Gives the dad a big hug. Visaki himself a hug. It's just this, you know, casual clubhouse encounter that happened to have a phone there filming and happened to then be uh, distributed later on. And and thirst bucket. You know, you're attaching yourself to the Visaki impressions train, and and that was the the really thirst bucket goes to another another level. Um, what else happened this week? 
Uh, outside of, oh, this, we had a lot of fun with this. So Percy bombed, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Scott Piercy misses like a two-footer to miss an alternate at U.S. Open sectionals, like that one they had in Dallas like a week earlier than golf's longest day, and immediately snaps his club over his knee, and we just had a lot of fun with that. It couldn't happen to a nicer guy, all that stuff. Hates golf. Yeah, just hates golf. Misses like a one-footer and, and misses a spot. Rachel Heck wins the national championship individual. It's like her fifth win in a row. Old Miss wins the team event, Kennedy Swan. Tiger gives his first interview since the crash. Says it's been an entirely different animal. I understand more of the rehab processes because of my past injury, but this was more painful than anything I have ever experienced. And here we are. He's playing golf this week, whatever it is, some five months later. Uh, that is all I have for Colonial. All right. Memorial. This was, honestly, this was one of the peaks of golf. For the year. Big week. A lot happening, right? C- crazy week. And to kick things off, it's it's peak cicada season. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had I, a horrible experience on a golf course uh, littered with cicadas. You were tweeting about how awful the cicadas were. God, so if, if the cicadas come to Chicago next year, I am exiting. It's I'm so just going to be gone for the entire season. It, it is honestly the worst thing ever i mean i was inside for like a lot of june just because yeah you just get popped constantly um the beginning of the week is just slammed it's it, so it's memorial it's u.s women's open it's ncaa's yeah. all men's all in one week okay so the beginning of the week is just littered with jack renovation talk <laughs> oh that's play, right all the players weighing in about that's how right. great it is that's right and like I forgot about know, this it just is like it's a running commercial from last year's memorial till now. Didn't they have just drum a running video or a bunch of footage yes. or like a documentary almost of like the renovations? It's ridiculous. Okay, I forgot about that. Um, and you know we've got pre- peak Brooksy Brooksy season peaks here. Okay, okay. James Colgan, Golf dot com reporter on the ground, man on the ground, reports that at least three fans. We're kicked out of the memorial for saying Brooksy. Early round coverage. Yep. And uh and then like these <laughs> reports fly, like on the back nine, anybody saying Brooksy <laughs> is getting the boot. Yep. Yep. I remember a uh, Cleveland Browns reporter who was in the t- Zach Jackson guy who I follow for is like, I just watched this happen. Like a journalist. He goes, I just watched people removed for you shouting Brooksy. And I'm like, all right, this is actually a real thing now. So this is just you know, Brooksy throws some gasoline on the fire. He records a, a video. The what's up, guys? It's Brooksy. Yep. Ta- attaches it to a Mikla Ultra um, activation that really get, leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. I mean, giving giving free beer to anybody that's day ended short short because of you know saying Brooksy. Did anything actually come of that? Like, I mean, do we have a confirm that anyone actually got beer? Like names, addresses, beer was sent to people. That might have just been like a a thing that was done for the impressions. I wonder if there was actually a, a giveaway that followed up on that because I never saw anything about it. All right, Bry- Bryson is asked about this. Um, he says, "How bad were the taunts, taunts out there?" Uh, oh, they weren't taunts at all. It was flattering. <laughs> I think it's absolutely flattering what idiot. they're doing. They can keep calling me that all day if they want to. I've got no issue with it. 
He's, okay. When you look at it, there's I'm obviously fine. a distraction. To most people, they think it's a distraction, but I grew up learning how to deal with uh-huh. that stuff, and I honestly thought it was flattering. Uh-huh. This is this is this is course one hundred and one of how not to deal with a bull with somebody that might be egging people on. Yep, is saying you doesn't bother you. Yep, doesn't what it clearly does. There's video. Or, Photo evidence of people getting kicked out Reporters. At you, yep. by you. Yep. Yep. And and so anyways, this just And there's know, already video. But like we just said about Colonial, there's video at the PGA of him saying whoever's calling me that needs to get out of here. Like that was the background. All right. So like, you know, this just par- dovetails into like other sports. Imagine yeah. LeBron kicking somebody out for calling him KD. Right. You know, right, right, just, I forgot about that analogy. Like that's an absurd thing. Right. Brandel goes on the Golf Channel and says that this is, like, bullying. Right. And that's bad for the game because of bullying. But Brooks, or Bryson, is just as much a culprit. You know, he said to Brooks, you know, he doesn't even have abs. Yeah. Like, he has thrown stuff back at Brooks. Right. It's and a beef. It's not a one-sided bully. This thing, if you think ahead, like, at this moment, at this juncture at this moment, when you think ahead... Brandel calling it bullying, like the all Bryson had to do, everything ended when Bryson said, I don't like it. Yeah. Right. Right. And this is just another iteration of Bryson basically anytime you put a mic in front he's of so him, bad. he does the wrong thing. He so says bad. the wrong thing. Oh, I love thing. it. I actually think it's great. He, he's not good at talking. The, I mean, he's not good at swiftly, you know, deflecting, moving on, answering without causing drama. And that's why he probably boycotted talking to the press for much of the second half of the summer. But go ahead. So Bryson, uh, Bryson starts to get a lot of heat this week about not yelling four on Sky Sports, launching shots into fans. I forgot about kind that. Of, this bubbles up in a couple of weeks. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, I do yell Jordan's- four. I do, actually. That's, you're, just, you're just trying to bring me down. That's negative. We'll get to that in the open. Again, go ahead. Uh, Spieth um, wears the shirt. That has freedom down the back. Oh this my is coming God. off the axe. I forgot about that. Freedom. <laughs> so it just uh, says ah. freedom. F R like vertically down the back of his shirt. I love freedom. Why? It's not even Fourth of July. What did they, what was that all about? Okay. Something I found quite humorous was uh was a Tron tweet about Patrick Creed. A friend you know, Tron's, Tron's documentation on Pete Reed all year yeah. has been something that I really... And, you know, just how he calls him Pete. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Very good. Um, a friend pointed out that Pete Reed was decked out in castor apparel as recently as last week and was plastered all over their website. <laughs> this week, he's back to wearing his store-bought G4 fit. And white and, and is wiped from the Castor site. Oh my god. Did Castor did Castor finally do their due diligence on P? I wonder if that was just like a one month Masters. You're playing in the Masters. We want to get in the Masters activation game. That must have been what it is. God Um P. Team Reed uh, Enterprises. I don't know. Negotiating those apparel deals. I don't know if they're you know they've been through like four or five this year, but Go ahead. So Xander tells everyone he thinks arm lock putting should be banned. 
But didn't he but do it? it a, yeah, but he's giving it a go at the memorial. If, and he said his quote is, if everyone else is going to use it and I feel they have a big, bigger advantage, I may as well do the same. This obviously became a huge storyline at the U.S. Open. Right. But everybody was like, what the hell is he doing? Because he was already a top 10 putter, right? And then, yeah, yeah, and he putted horribly. Right. right. It probably cost himself the tournament. That's right. Uh, so, John Rahm is the massive story this week um, at the Memorial. Yep. There's other huge. There's another huge story that unfolds at the U.S. Women's Open. That was the bigger story. Sure. The, the U.S. Women's Open overshadowed the the Memorial this week. But Eventful week. a massive, Jeez. massive story breaks out with John Rahm. John Rahm is playing the most sensational golf of anybody all year at this event. Uh, he opens up a, uh, I think it was a six shot lead, but he was, he had gained 21 strokes on the field through 54 holes. This is a Kyle Porter tweet. Rom this week on Saturday, he's first off the tee in strokes gain, first on approach strokes gain, first tee to green, second in tee to green putting or in, in strokes gain putting. 21 over strokes through 54 holes gained on the field, um, and of course, the one of the like memorable moments of the year, he's walking off the 18th green. He had come in close contact with a, um, you know, a COVID, uh, somebody with COVID earlier in the week had been in daily testing. He tests positive on Saturday morning. Tour like lets him play all around. That was really, you know, yeah. a lot of questions about his playing partners, yeah. like who was the close contact with him. Yeah. You know, he did a press conference without a mask, which was a big deal. Um, but anyways, the moment, the the visual moment is CBS has no clue what's going on. Right. Uh, a PGA Tour official comes up to him, tells Rom that he's been uh, disqualified or Whatever. forced to withdraw uh, because of COVID tests. And his he has his hands and his head in his hands. And uh, I mean, you honestly, that, in the moment, you thought they were telling him like, a close relative had been in a car crash or something like you didn't really know he like doubled over right i mean it was really yeah. a scary moment so so that leaves you know uh cantley morikawa and scheffler in the top three um obviously a cantley more a cantley wins over morikawa in the in the in, as and everybody player you of know, the year like, outrage outrage oh, yeah. among people yeah. about about rom not being able to play you know, play by himself, say, right? Yeah, play by himself. But like the rules are the rules, and you know, you look at what other sports do, and it's like it's you know, yeah, yeah. The play, Browns might know. be playing with like like ten players next tomorrow, <laughs> Saturday. They're they've down to their third quarterback. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess they're gonna play. We'll see. Rules are the rules, so, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So that's 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 the the memorial. Okay. Um. Don't need to. I don't think we need to go into that much detail. But Cantlay wins, and and that's like one of the big player of the year debates, reasons they right? wins player of the year and the FedEx Cup for that matter. Crazy. I mean, you just went through the stats. Twenty-one strokes better, you know, gained or whatever. Field, yeah, not yeah. yeah. And we just six shots clear. You don't remember um, that when you're voting, I guess, and uh, you know, August thirty-first or September for the for the player of the year. So. U.S. Women's Open okay. at Olympic Club. So this was a big deal because it was the first time Olympic Club hosted a women's major, obviously a, a host of many famous uh, men's majors. Uh, 
Shen Shen, we talked about this. She's in contention all week. And, you know, the story of her WDing that doesn't go away. Uh, another big, huge storyline, Mega Gane, who shared the 18-hole lead, was playing in the final group on Saturday and Sunday, um, held it together, struggled on Sunday, but, uh, you know, really a coming out party for her, uh, you know, becoming a national name, 17-year-old, obviously, who's uh, going to Stanford. Um, so, let's see. Where do we want to go here from here? Lexi? I mean, that's, this was Lexi. an amazing weekend. Between Yuka and Lexi, it's like a lot to chew on. All right, so Justin Ray had one of the tweets of the year okay. uh, in terms of research. Age of the youngest at uh, U.S. Women's Open winner of all time, MB Park 2008, 19 years old, 11 months and 17 days. Age of Yuka Sasso, co-leader on Sunday, 19 years, 11 months, 17 days. Jeez, that's amazing. Uh, Will had a good. Will Knights had a good tweet here. In a way, it would make sense that the next person to win a major with Rory McIlroy swing isn't Rory McIlroy, because <laughs> obviously yeah. that was you know yeah. Yuka's Yuka modeling her swing off of Rory uh, yep. videos was a huge storyline. So in the in the final round, it, it, Lexi leads. Sasso's right in the mix, um, and Yuka Sasso gets off to a brutal, brutal start. Like you thought this was over. Um, she starts out with a, uh, a par, uh, on, on one, which is a pretty easy par five and then goes double, double Lexi, uh, has a five shot lead at the turn and everything unravels on the 11th hole. Lexi flubs a chip, but before she flubs a chip, she curiously steps off the ball. Um, she had addressed it. Something spooked her. Uh, we'll never know. Obviously, she had a uh, mismarking incident, and uh, I really believe that what happened oh, was the ball moved. This. I forgot about and, this. And uh, she did not know what to do. Her, her mind started to wonder, took her out of the moment, and uh, then she just completely folded. I forgot about like, this. Like a lawn chair. Yeah, it was, it was, was hard to watch. It was, bad. it was excruciating. Yeah. It was, you know, putts from three feet that had no shot. She ends up, you know, the the fi- the grand opus is the 18th hole. You know, she she dumps it in the bunker, doesn't get up and down. She had like a a six footer or something downhill, as I remember. That like you just sat there. There's no way this is going in after what happened. Right. Um. Meanwhile, Nasa Hatoka uh, Hataoka, uh, she birdied three of her last six. Yuka Sasso birdied two of her last three, and um, that's when, you know, we get this uh playoff where yuka sasso um wins and uh this is obviously a big storyline lexi it didn't get to this... the playoff right she didn't even no, get the she's no. like and then she goes to she's... media and like has cuts that short right yeah okay yeah so uh this is obviously reminiscent of a lot of other big comebacks collapses at at olympic that's become a big part of that uh that championship uh huge week for commercial free golf everybody was reveling in the you know the rolex commercial free and uh i'd be remiss if i did not mention the playoff catastrophe here after the first two holes of the u.s women's open playoff uh nbc tossed the commercial free coverage over to golf channel i was about to say what are you talking about i forgot about and it was for gymnastics um qualification 
at the Olympics. And if you remember, gymnastics Twitter oh, was irate about the coffee cutting mind. into their into their coverage. But anyways, you know, this is the biggest women's golf event of the year. This is one year after the women worth watching slogan. And here is NBC, you know, kicking, you know, and obviously the Olympics are like their centerpiece. But kicking, you know, the the thrilling finish of of the biggest women's golf event of the year over to Golf Channel, losing a huge part of the audience, and you know, justifiably, everybody was irate about this. Yep, yep. This was just anger all around, right? Anger, anger all around. (laughs) Um. All right, NCAA's the Burley boys sadly fall to Pepperdine. The slow play of Pepperdine prevails with the. (laughs) The coach just walking out there, slowing down players. <laughs> Only we could find our way into just being like these burly boy like boosters and just being anti Pepperdine. I mean, we just come across these takes, and here we are. Yeah, they're seared quad, in there. Quad coming, yeah. coming. His age is thrown into question. The um, slow play Pepperdine. All right. Um, the Burley Boys head coach, you know, he was a very superstitious Ryan oh. Hibble fellow. He was wearing a sweater, sweater vest, vest because they won in 2017 when he wore it. He was wearing the same sweater vest. It was like 100 degree Phoenix. <laughs> he was wearing it every Mid-June, day. Mid-June, Scottsdale. God. Um, but sadly, you know, the slow play of Pepperdine prevailed. Yep. You had Joe Highsmith out there, you know, doing his best J.B. Holmes impersonation. Pepperdine coach consulting, slowing players down, just out there. It was it was gamesmanship at its finest. I think that years later the NCAA might might go back and vacate this title oh and give it to the Burley boys who deservingly won this. <laughs> Even though they vanquished my line Yeah, you know, they did. Is... They did. They did. Oh, uh, oh God. All right. Is that it? That does it for this week? Okay. We're going to Congaree, right? I'm doing like U.S. Open research while you were talking there at the end, trying to catch up on some things. Um, All right, let's go to Congaree, the Palmetto Championship down in uh, South Carolina. You know, there just aren't enough enough events in the Southeast, aren't enough events in the Florida and the Carolinas. This replaced the Canadian Canadian Open. Open. I think the PGA Tour, this is just fresh off the top of my head, tried to promote something as the Carolina Swing. Yes, except the events did. were broken up by like two weeks in Texas, and then like, but they still called it the it swing. Was, was it the RBC, the the PGA, and this Palmetto? Yeah, yes, yes. Hilton Maybe Quill Hollow. Quill Hollow might have been. That's accepted. it. Yes. Yeah, so they called it the Carolina Swing. This is just like that's not happening. There, there's they've gone all over the country in in between. Uh, what happens this week? Andy appears in Golf Digest, or I shouldn't say you, an illustration of you. Is in Golf Digest, and everyone has their fun with the memes. They say this is going in Madame Tussauds. You know, it's just a lot of fun. You know, look what they did to my boy. A lot of fun with the illustration attempt of, of Andy in Golf Digest. As what is it like? One person who's people who are changing the I game know. or revolutionizing the game or something like that. Um, hey, not not the best in golf journalism or photography. No, though. just they, they weren't involved. They weren't included. You were revolutionizing though. Hey, uh, all right. This is a horrible field. Absolute dumpy field. Week before a major at Torrey Pines. It's, you know, they've cobbled it together to replace the RBC. The alternate list, this is a Will Gray tweet on June 7th. The current alternates for Congaree, Daniel Chopra, Omari Resti, Mark Hensby, 
Ted Purdy, and Brendan DeYoung. I believe they all got in and or had an opportunity to play and turned it down. Because uh, Omar gets play. in the field. Omar does play. Mark Hensby gets in the field. I just came upon this at the end. Hensby gets in the field at WDs after he gets 10 strokes and penalties because he picked up Pat Perez's ball in the putting green. He has a little dot on it and doesn't notice it till like the fifth or sixth hole. And it seems like there was a, they crossed streams in the putting green and started playing with Pat Perez's ball uh, for a number of holes. Takes, I think, 10 shots and penalties, but hey, he got it. He got in there. He was, had a chance to make the cut, I believe. Um, the PGL really comes back, not the Saudi. The PGL comes back this year, with, uh, this week with a ton of like, this was before they were trying to partner with the tour. Yes. And just to give you button. a sense of, I mean, it seems like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall, depending on the month, but this was June. They wrote like some poem. There was like a golf poem that they shared. Just a lot of social media graphics about what they could be, what it might be. You know, there's a two-week festival of golf is the thing they're pitching. And they just really start firing out, you know, ideas and social media graphics. And this gets, I mean, it captured the news cycle. We talked about it. Everybody, like, what is this? What could it be? That They reemerge big time. Uh, we also have, of course, sectionals this week. Um, real talk, not a serious thing, but I forgot about it. Ricky was just awesome in sectionals. So he's out of the top, whatever. He doesn't get a spot at Tory. He goes to Columbus sectional. Um, and he gets in like a 12 for one for second alternate. He hangs around. And just like in the context of the Jason Day thing where he bails out to go to the NetJets event. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I think I said something about like, he's not moving mountains or saving the world, but Ricky has been exemplary and endearing through the whole like process because he was out of it. And, uh, some guy who's playing with Ben Taylor dunked a wedge and like Ricky walked up with them, like talked about like, here's your chance. Maybe as a second alternate, here's like the math of a chance to get off the alternate list. Um, and just kind of hunt around. And, and I think that was, it got rained out and he came back the next day, played the 12 for one, uh, like finished out his sectional. I just thought like, I don't know for a guy that we give a ton of shit to constantly. He, he does seem to be like a, a really good, good human, good being hurt person. And I don't know if this got lost in the shuffle of the year. So you should write that article. I'm not saying he's like a mother Teresa, but it seems like he's a good dude. And Are, is is Ricky Fowler actually undercovered <laughs> by Brendan Porath? Uh, we break the news also in sectionals. We break the news of Catlin's slow play penalty costing him a spot in the U.S. Open up in the Seattle, uh-huh. Washington. Uh, Forgot about sectional. that. Big, big couple weeks for slow play. Yeah. Yeah, so he, I mean, it was the difference between him getting in or not. JD or J Day officially skips it. Uh, what else this week? Jonathan Caldwell wins on the European tour. I think it was a mixed event. And this is when we discover he worked at Nevada Bob's and that there are still a Nevada Bob's in operation somewhere in Canada. Big Nevada Bob's chat. Didn't this a week. guy on the Asian tour win with like 11 clubs this week, too? Oh, I might have missed that. But yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, and he was Pentagon. Yeah, yeah, he had to carry his club, so he was lightening the load. Juvik Pagas and Pagnason, and he got into the Open. And I don't think yeah. he played it because of like COVID restrictions. It would have meant he might miss the Olympics. Um, Congaree Brooks MCs says like doesn't matter. I only play for majors. My mind's already my mind's already going to next week. 
He again says, like, I don't know what it is about regular events. I just can't get up for them. Like, says, you know, whatever. He just, and of course, you know, after MC, and he's in the hunt the very next week at Torrey Pines. Um, big, this was big. Saturday, Rom confirms that uh, his 10 day quarantine, he's tested negative, he's gotten through his quarantine from Memorial. And he's good to go for Tory Pines. That would, of course, be important because he ends up winning at Tory Pines. I, I just—you just ruined the U.S. Open part of this. <laughs> uh, I just forgot. Like that was the champion was in limbo that that weekend going into it. We didn't know if he would play. Um, Sunday at Palmetto, we called it the Palmetto Puke Fest. Just total, like everybody was horrible. Higo won. Garrick right? Higo won. I think, but everybody folded. I mean, there was like seven guys that held the lead. DJ was bad. Chesson Hadley was in it, and he was bad. Was Harris English in it? Harris English was in it. Hudson Swafford was also in it. At oh, one point, we had confused. we had a Chesson. I was going to say, did Todd was Todd in it too? No, we had a Chesson, a Hudson, and a Harris were the three first names at the top of the leaderboard, <laughs> uh, which is a very golf uh, leaderboard for sure. So Chesson Hadley talks about like, I mean, I couldn't keep an eight iron on the planet. You saw it. I was so bad. Sorry. Um, so, so Higo just kind of emerges as everybody else folds. Um, what else? Oh, Wilco, Nina Beyer, Nina Aber played this week. And this was just catnip because I mean, nothing's going on. Crappy field. Everybody gets off their Wilco articles, their Wilco tweets. You won't believe he just hit one 430 He's, yards. People were comparing him to Bryson, how much further he is yeah. than Bryson. Yeah, yeah. So it was like he came to the PGA Tour and people got excited about that. Bo Van Pelt was in the mix. I forgot about that, but couldn't close. Um, this was the legend of Tane Lee, the week of Tane Lee. He gets oh. through a peak pre-qualifier that gets through the monday qualifier he's, he's leading. leading he's leading a pga tour event on sunday yes on sunday i make him my one and done pick i just got <laughs> the touch of gold for a while somehow making my one and done pick on wednesday here he is not just makes the cut he's freaking leading he of course didn't get the top 10 that would have got him into the next week but great week for tane lee i still wear my claremont mud scripts t-shirt that i got sent by those guys um but uh, he's made aware that he was a one and done pick on the shotgun start, and apparently, like he's been, he's filtered down to Tane Lee, and maybe we we think that we jokingly, of course, humbly, and think that inspired him. Uh, you tried though, you, 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 you know, hypocrite, try to pop him for like a flick of the wrist drop. You say he kind of threw it into the turf. You're trying to come at Tainley. Guy's fighting for his livelihood. You ignore Westy's bad drop with the players a couple months earlier. And Tainley, this guy who's just trying to realize his dream, you think like his wrist flicked a little too much, and he's trying to spike the ball into the turf. On it the, was a spike. So he could place it. it. That's I've never seen a drop. Bullshit. It was a throw. Bullshit. It was not a, it was not a, it was a dart throw, not a, not a drop. Trying to, he dropped the ball. Trying to jam Tainley. God. Um, this is also the week. Oh, this is good. Short will really takes off. Sukumba photoshops them into the chair, like makes the chair ten times bigger. I say, you know, you're at Meadowbrook. He's, I say, you know, go sleep in the sleep in a drawer. Yeah, covered. Um, Westy, just you know, major like right on the right on the doorstep, eve of a major. Just one Instagram story of another are pictures of the drinks he's holding in Las Vegas. One's a margarita. One's like a he bottle got married, of champagne. Right? Yeah, well, we didn't know it at the time. But just nothing but Instagram story. One drink after another. Just pictures of his drinks. Just going after it in Vegas with a major on the on the 
doorstep. Um, what else happened this week? Oh, uh, Mito Pereira gets a battlefield promotion, so he won third win in a row. Do you have the tweet? No, what tweet? The corn. F- this, uh, I'll, I'll do it now because it was okay. at the very start okay. of the next week. So Monday of U.S. Open week, Corn Ferry tweets: Not Zalatoris, not Jaeger, oh, no. not Riley, oh, no. not Wolf, not Young. Oh no. Mito Pereira becomes the first 2020-2021 Corn Ferry Pro to graduate to the PGA Tour membership. If he cracks the top 125 of the FedEx Cup, he'll be eligible for the playoffs. Which, of course, was an absurd tweet because of the not Zalatoris. Yeah, not Zalatoris. <laughs> Who, you know, just top t- runner-up at the Masters. Yeah, played well. Like, had like eight top 10 on tour at this point but just like because Not of some yeah. silly rule yep. yep um and then last but certainly not least and just the, the rich pageant that is golf or at least the, the golf we like the pga tour instagram account credits tom fazio with quote this is the term designing oh augusta national then they say, they doubled down, they say he designed Pinehurst as well, among others, you know, Shadow Creek. And we, like, we just have a field day with this. I tried to defend some poor, you know, social media manager that just went to Wikipedia and doesn't know and, and probably sees. But they said he designed Augusta National and everyone screenshots this Instagram story and has fun with it. Tom Fazio, designer of Pinehurst and, and Augusta National, in addition to Congaree, so... Um, I think that's it. That does it for Congaree. It was interesting. It rained a little too much. We thought it was going to be really fiery, but it, we got a little bit of rain, I think, at least before Thursday, and then a rain delay on Saturday. So it wasn't as fiery as we wanted, and the field sucked. Everybody was kind of looking forward to uh, Torrey Pines. So, All right, should we go there next? U.S. Open yeah. week? U.S. Open week. All right. Uh, it starts j- with a bang. Okay, go ahead. What's that? Corn Ferry Tour Qualifier Gone Bad. This Oh god. <laughs> I vaguely remember this. <laughs> this is uh this is from a Monday Q article on the fire pit. Um Austin Daly and Derek Fribbs were paired with Luke Smith, who plays collegiately at the University of Tennessee Martin. Luke's father, Oliver, president of Memphis back uh, based uh Capital Pride, was caddying for his son. The group struggled early and fell behind the pace of play. The situation came to a boil on the par 3 7th hole. Daly hit his tee shot left of the green. Fribs, ever the sportsman, went on to went to help Daly look for his ball. Allegedly, the Smiths did not help in the search for Daly's ball in an effort to speed up play. Fribs holed out first and headed to the 8th tee to play his next shot and try and get the group back in position. After Daly completed the hole, he said something to the Smiths about how helping for his, uh, his look for his shots might help speed up the group. This apparently was a bridge too far for the Smiths. According to Fribs, uh, Luke and Oliver Smith uh, started yelling at Daly about his quality of play and how it affected the group. Oliver went on to make it clear that his son, Luke, wasn't here to look for balls. Oh, God. <laughs> Daly then turned his back to walk t- towards the eighth tee. Little did he know that in a matter of seconds, all hell would break loose. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, at this point that Luke Smith allegedly jumped on Daly and started throwing punches. 
Fripps, Fripps, who was standing on the eighth tee, ran back to try and play Peacemaker. But Oliver Smith had other plans. The elder Smith allegedly waved a putter at Fripps and anyone else with an eye at jumping into the fracas. Oliver Smith's putter waving was later confirmed by a PGA section off official on site. The group played behind the brouhaha, called the pro shop to come break up the fight. When the when the golf shop uh, golf staff arrived, Daly was asked if he'd like to press charges, which he replied, "Absolutely." Daly said, "I was assaulted." I the forgot golf about staff this. took Daly and Luke Smith back to the clubhouse in unarmored an unarmored golf cart, where Smith was placed under arrest. Smith was bailed out shortly after. No word on the whereabouts of Oliver Smith or the putter were available at the time this story was released. Oh God, I forgot about that <laughs> fight a- at the KFT qualifier. What a story to kick off US Open, US Open week. week. Want me to, um, you, you did a lot more on this. You're going to carry me, but I got, I got a bunch of stuff. You want me to do some pre-tournament yes. stuff? All right. I thought this was funny. There was a massive run on Seven Woods at the start of the week. Just yes. cracked. John Wall had a tweet about that just because of the rough. Guys are trying to figure out how they can pop it out of the rough. Uh, Brad Faxon reports that the USGA had called... Bryson and Brooks about pairing them together. Of course, this is really when it's just white hot since that PGA video came out. Faxon had a lot of controversial reporting. He had I mean, reporting is a strong word months. for it. Because nine I mean, months. And he was back like three weeks later. Faxon and then he, and then he had this. this, which the USGA like refuted like, heavily. You like, think we're calling guys? <laughs> so Faxon says on his radio show, you know, I heard... They tried to, and Bryson and his agent said, no, we don't want it. And, and the USGA is like, that's preposterous. Of course, we're not calling guys. The, the rumor was the last three U.S. Open champs would play together. It would be Woodland, Kepka, and Bryson together. And that, you know, didn't come about. Uh, John Rahm is back, has like a really good press conference, if that's a thing you want to you rate press conferences. But he talks about like, you know, he defended the tour and the protocols for Memorial, said it was nonsense to the suggestions he should have played solo. Like for a guy who just lost an event because he got DQ'd, um, you know, it was just a strong, strong press conference. Uh, Bryson, on the Brooksy chance. So again, these are starting to take off. First we've seen of him since Memorial. Uh, out from under the tour umbrella this week, the, too. This is out from under the tour umbrella. That's true. This was funny. What a quote. It's been fun. The Brooksy chance. It's been fun. Shoot. To be honest, people saying Brooksy's name out there, I love it. I think it's hilarious. There's a point where it's great banter. I personally love it. I think that as time goes on, I hope on the weekend we can play against each other and compete. I think it would be fun. It would be great for the game. Uh, also, you know, bomb and gouge, generally a term with a negative connotation. That means something not good. It's unfavorably looked at. Here is... Bryson literally says it out loud, word for word. For the most part, I'm going to be trying to bomb it as much as possible and try to gouge it out when I don't hit the fairway. And it proves to be a a pretty worthwhile tactic. It worked at Wingfoot. Seems to work, you know, for whatever. 60-some holes. A few bad breaks. Yeah, a few bad bad breaks. Uh, What else happened? Oh, players, just more along that lines of setup. Players are... 
saying they watch right it, there, get right in the bunkers, eager JT. It's right there in front of you. Both Reed and somebody else were like, we want it in the bunker, you know, hazard. But they're they're like, you just you got to aim for the right bunkers here. Um, Brooks was seen like barely able to hobble up the bleacher steps. Do you remember that? Like that yeah. video went viral. Like he could barely hobble up some steps to I don't know, go to a press conference. Rory sort of also says, I don't know if this is a shot at the senior tour or what, you know, they're, they're talking about greens reading books. I think, was this the week it came out? Yeah, that this they is were... when it came out. So, that was big. so he's the pack guy. They're asking him about it. He goes, I thought we got, someone says, I thought we got rid of anchored putting a few years ago. And someone says, well, did we? And he goes, no, probably not. So sort of a, I think a subtle hint that guys out there, I don't know, a subtle hint that arm lock is anchoring. Maybe the Champions Tour, some others who do the long putters are actually still anchoring. And Green's reading books also. That that subject of disqualification comes up as well. Yeah, he talks about it taking away the skill that takes time and practice to be mastered. Um, you know, and it, 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 he's he then talks about how much more time people spend at Augusta uh, preparing around the Greens because they aren't allowed there. Um, and, uh, you know, he just talks about how it's part of the game and it should be part of the game. And, is you know, this came on the heels of the USGA having a question, fielding a question, John Bodenhammer about it and saying, well, we did do something. And then, like, the, the juxtaposition is here's the PGA Tour, like, you know, more worried than the USGA about, enforce, you know, maintaining skill in the game yep. with this, which, yep. it, you know, Bodenhammer obviously wasn't briefed about this right. when he when he spoke right um right you know the uh can i do they, one more the, bodenhammer thing while you're yeah. on it because i thought this was interesting so we we always talk about bifurcation as this like you know nuclear option or it's just just this dramatic step so catlin got the slow play penalty in washington right and he goes they received the penalty that was due to them as would be the case in any of our championships they use the checkpoint system predominantly at the amateur championship there are numerous penalties each year awarded through that checkpoint system. We won't use that here at the U.S. Open. Why not? We follow what is done with the tours, capitalized tours. It's more familiar. It's not something we impose here at the Open by choice on the players because we want them to follow what the tours do and do it collaboratively with them. So, like, bifurcation even within your own sort of qualifying to your championship, right? I mean, like, it's more rigorous. You're getting popped for slow play at a qualifier, a checkpoint system then isn't put in play at the tour level. It's just, I mean, you're given more leniency. You're given more, I don't know, time. It, it, so, like, whatever. This is your point all the time. It's bifurcated the wrong way. But again, that, that was a Bodenheimer quote that I, I think was emblematic of all the kind of bifurcation that exists already uh, from one tour, from one level to the next. So, yeah. all right, yeah. go ahead. Um, Phil talked about the course, how he liked getting uh, the canyon back into 17. Um, you know, he did say he liked it, right? This was a bad week for me. I got uh, I got called a oh, snob. Come on, it wasn't a bad I, week for you. I think you're I got brand I got strong. the ire the ire of uh of uh you know Tory Pines lovers you know ignoring the you know 500 word intro that I wrote about the virtues of Tory Pines yeah. as a facility yeah. and the wonderful nature and and then it's you know, almost like you, know, you said San Diego should be cut off and sent out to sea the entire <laughs> metropolitan area yeah. like you were offending the uh, sim- sim- all I just rate, said was so. here's how Tory Pines could be better right right and it's not very good right now right and that's you know whatever you know but then this this dovetailed into look at the leaderboard yeah Tory Pines doesn't <laughs> suck 
I was getting subtweeted by, you know, golf. Uh, people were calling me a 14 handicap, which, uh, oh, I forgot which was about that. laughable yeah. since, you know, that, that they clearly didn't do their research. Yep. Um, the, uh, yeah, it was, it was a long week, but anyways, <laughs> uh, it was just one of those exhausting weeks. Yes. It happened, uh, where, where did it happen? It happened at Bell Reef, Bell Reef. too. Yep. Um, yep. Matt Wolf is back. God forbid, by the way, that people say something that's, you know, here's my analysis. Here's my honest well, assessment. We can't say everything's great. If you say everything's great, you don't know. You're the boy who cried great. You know, boy who cried wolf. You got to have give your honest assessment. So I'm just going to throw this out there. All right. If uh, if anybody, you know, there's a lot of people that are getting into the golf uh, critic. want to say they're golf critic, golf course critics. Yeah. Well, like one of the keys is you have to critique. Yeah. You know, there, there. Not every movie can be great. If you're a movie critic, you can't say everything's great. Yeah. And um, you know, a great tournament happened here, but that usually happens every time that there's a major championship and the best players in the world are somewhere. Um. Yeah. And uh, you know, if if there's golf media outlets that say they they are uh, a golf course critic and they've never written anything negative about a golf course, guess what? They aren't. Yeah. Yeah. Not every round can be soul affirming. No, you can't if, discover the yeah. You got yeah. If you write if you write an article that states in the intro, I, I didn't know much about a course, but I knew that architect X was the architect, so that means good architecture. That means that you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because you have to go see something. Yeah, and you know. Yeah, All whatever. Right. This was well, look. We're not digressing, but this was honestly a big theme of the week. This week, you were getting popped. It was constant. There was so much chatter about it. Not, not just, just me. you. It was NL, all Tory Pines. NLU, all Tory NLU Pines. got yes. popped by a bunch yes. of people. It, it's like, you know, the, the idea of, like, a golf course can't be better. Yep. You can't suggest that a golf course can be better. If you explain um, yourself, it works. It's fine. Okay. Um, if you want to read the article, I wrote an article that explained how it could be better. So, okay. Um, and that was the, you know, kind of the thesis of Phil's uh quote about 17 that was you know the one hole that they've moved closer to the canyon and it proved to be one of the most pivotal, oh, pivotal holes shoot. of the Is championship with louis Usain. yeah that's where louis hit it into the yeah. into the canyon okay because you know it presented a, a situation where you don't want to go right because you get a terrible angle into green that's protected by bunkers you have to take on the canyon if you want it shot at making birdie right you know, um, right. so Matt Wolf is back in, in an emphatic way. Two months off. Uh, he makes eight birdies, three bogeys and two doubles. Oh, I forgot about round. that. Roller coaster. A, Sh- a Shane, Shane Bacon special psycho scorecard. Yep. He was really in the mix until uh, late in the weekend. Uh, and that was a great you know, story of him being back together uh, on Thursday after after Brooks got off to a great start. Um Bryson, with one of the moments of the year that I forgot about, is is walking along the path oh, below yeah. Brooks yeah. and jumps up into the camera. After and it was a really, really endearing moment for uh, Bryson. After he walked behind him in the viral video at PGA, <laughs> right? They're yes. interviewing Brooks again. He kind of heaves himself. Yes, he's like jumps up, and it was it was one of my favorite moments of Bryson's career. To be honest, <laughs> right, right. Right. So he shoots seventy three, Bryson, in the first round. Oh God! And he's bashing balls into the night. As, I got as this. Is often, often the case. I mean, this was extreme, <laughs> even for Bryson playing late, because there was no spotlight. It was pitch black, and I think Dylan DeShare had the video. And like, you just wait thirty <laughs> seconds, and there'd be a pain. Like, what is he getting out of that? I get that there's probably a launch monitor there, but like, I mean, it's pitch 
black. And it's just pain. I, I remember howling with laughter at that as you wait for the pain to come in the dark, total darkness. So, And uh, he then, the next day, says he couldn't figure out anything on the range. And he said, I oh, didn't find anything. I, I found something this morning. I was sleeping, and it came to me in the middle of the night. Woke up and I was like, hmm, I'm going to try this. So I went out and tried it and, and, and it worked. So he just, Dreams. something incepted his brain. We, we couldn't figure out the name of the movie, Inception. He got, <laughs> his, his, his brain was incepted. Overnight. And, uh, in the middle of the night, he just woke up with what the problem was. And he fixed <laughs> it. And this is what, you know, let him get crawling back into the contention and eventually, you know, leading and, and looking like it was an inevitable Bryson win. Yeah. Um, so first round, more on the first round, Rory hangs in there. He makes like a huge putt on 17 uh, and then he birdies 18. And it like the first time, like where it looked like he was just going to Rory fumble it away yeah. that he didn't. And it's like, Oh man. And, and, and of course he hung in there all, all tournament and was, this was like, he was legitimately in contention on the back nine of a major, which was which was huge. You know, one of the one of the um, disasters of Bryson's first round was he got in that sandfield divot on thirteen. I don't remember that. It rolled back in it, and then it, uh, oh, all the chaos okay, at the unfolded. bottom of the hill, right, chipping yeah, up or something. Yeah, thirteen, That's where right. everybody That's was. Right. That's right, thirteen. <laughs> Horrible right. golf hole, but it did give players complete <laughs> fits. But it was a good, like, it actually was like a good major championship hole. Right. Like, it was like a true par five. Um, horrible golf hole 51 weeks <laughs> of the year. Um, all right. So Dick Bland is the story of the second That's round. That's right. Dick Bland came to play. And I remember I was giving you shit. I was like, oh, the 48-year-old Englishman. It's not going to be Westy. It will, in fact, be Dick Bland. I remember forgot about that. <laughs> Dick Bland is just, the, he's tied for the co-lead with uh, Russ Henley. He's got no hat sponsor. Oh, he's, he's wearing a hat from a club in England. And uh, he actually refuses Titleist money because Titleist tries to swoop in. All right. Have him wear, you know, he's in the final group of, yeah. uh, on Saturday, tr- swoops in, tries to give him money. And he goes, I made a deal with this club. I'm wearing this hat for the week. It was a very endearing Some English country club like that yeah. he may belong to or something. Yeah. Okay. He also, you know, the Dick Bland story was a bit, you know. Sullied. Sully, yes, by by you know n- numerous rumors of of some um some shovel boy type. He got milkshake This is Dick yes. Bland became on the larger profile of the major championship. The microscope gets a little intense, and here we have to hear about some maybe paying fast and loose in his past. But all right, go ahead. Paragliders, not hang gliders, as I've been reminded again. Paragliders are encroaching on the championship, and it becomes a big deal. People cannot believe the proximity at which they're flying above golfers on the fourth hole. And who would have guessed this? Who would have? Who was talking about this in April? You know, everybody thought it was close. just a ridiculous, be a problem. another ridiculous stick of mine. But it was, it was a legitimate issue. The integrity but, of the championship <laughs> was called into question because of aerial aerial assaults, uh, aerial intrusions. Uh, Victor Hovland had to WD because he got sand in his eye. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. 
and he like couldn't see he was blinded he ended up in an eye patch and he took an instagram and then wrote out this like eloquent essay which everybody was like wait a second he might be the best golf writer in the world <laughs> i forgot about like that. the the writing was just so wonderful yeah um uh, you know you could go back and look on his instagram page if, if you're interested in that i found a good um, one Poulter had to back off the tee on 16. This was a source on the ground because a huge cloud of weed smoke yes. blew through as he was like addressing his ball. This is a source. This is a shotgun start source or something. He backed off and said, wow. And the whole crowd just giggled as the weed just kind of wafted through the air. Uh, that was a big one that I found. Um, Saturday, uh, Xander is in contention. This is where the the arm lock putter really becomes like uh, people. They're openly questioning what is he doing yeah, with this thing. Yeah, like he's missing short putts, right? And he's in contention, and you know and, and that becomes a big thing. Um, Bryson on Saturday launched a ball into the crowd on the fourth hole. Um, just launched it, goes, picks his tee right up, doesn't yell for because he's playing away from the 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 cliff you know he just launches it i forgot about on that. purpose into the crowd I mean, aimed right no. there ball goes there yeah. and it lands in the crowd yep yeah no doesn't pick up his tee and then everybody's like who could hear it 350 yards away right yeah, people can hear it yep yep <laughs> so that draws the ire of all of the internet um let's see rory is firmly in the mix on saturday and there's this really awkward moment at the i end forgot of the round. about this where they're filming his hotel they're room shooting at the lodge. Him. He's like nearby at the lodge. And they say yeah. it's his 10-month-old. And the kid's like five years old. <laughs> and they say it's his wife, and it's clearly not his wife. I mean, as a father of too many kids with varying ages and sizes, that they handicapped that one as the 10-month-old. And the kid's like, you know, flinging the football or something. <laughs> There's, it's like, it it's just creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. They're, they're filming yeah, it's, the hotel room that he's staying in. Right. Like, that's just opening up a whole can of worms yep. of bad shit that could happen. Like you're right. telling the general public, this is, you know, like where somebody's staying. That's not, that's not good. Like a, a public figure that, you know, it, and it's, it's just a really weird situation. But at the same time, what comes out is uh, this love of a rotisserie chicken sandwich. I forgot, yep. Yeah, the sandwich, we have a big debate you, about. The sandwich is different. It's being dressed up with, you know, apples you and say it could be mayonnaise or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. So you get a, maybe a pepper in there. This is not rotisserie chicken. It's not a one-to-one -one circumstance. But you walk back your rotisserie chicken take. You say it sounds quite delicious. That's not which, true. The sandwich you know, How can a rotisserie whole? chicken that, be no, delicious after no. all of the years of blast, the, uh, you know, just the... The uh, critiques and criticism of that would be like me walking back and saying, you know what? I love playing Tory Pines. I love it. Look, we I, do I, this, I, you know, this we is, do this that's, three uh, days a week. So there's a lot of dumb shit that we say. We just cover a lot of ground, usually except in December, three days a week. That the rotisserie chicken drama actually became a storyline at a major championship, like that everyone was tweeting about, is just one of the things I never could have seen come. That and the flex seal. Becoming a sponsor. I think that rotisserie chicken becoming a real storyline at a major after our, we, you know, I'm not saying we have powers to predict the future of what will happen, but that that suddenly became a storyline is truly remarkable. That and flex seal to me, but so, uh, right. we, so Bryson moves into contention 68 on Saturday. Rory is in contention with a 67 on Saturday. Um, you know, Louie obviously is out in front with Russell Henley, 
it is a uh, it's quite the leaderboard. Yep. And this is where everybody started. Xander's in the mix. Brooks is in the mix. Rom is in the mix. Rom was at two under, so he was I think four back if I re- recall correctly. And uh, it, it, it and this is where the look at this leaderboard. Great course, great venue starts. This is the chatter. It only only a great course could deliver this leaderboard. Let me let me go check on uh, WGC Chipotle Pack, yeah. and I'll, I'll get back to you about that. Yeah. So, anyways, um, this is and then on the uh, you know on the on the front nine at the end of the front nine, it looks like it's Bryce's tournament to lose. Yeah, he's played he, we sensational. He's back to back, right? He's he's yeah. going to do the Curtis Strange. Yeah. He, he was like four over. I think it was uh, no laying up had a tweet or something uh, about it that he was four over. I'm sorry. I didn't copy this down. He was four over. I want to say 27 holes earlier. Um, and after an Eagle and six or eight birdies, he's now the leader and it looked inevitable. Right. Um, until it, it didn't. Yeah. And, and as he said, a few bad breaks cost him. We thought but we might get really Brooks was... Bryson in a natural pairing, right? Yes. Or we might get a playoff. Brooks was, even. Yeah. Brooks was surging and then he had a couple like kind of late missteps because you know this was a crazy back nine it was just nuts yeah. because at the time it looked like Brooks was going to win it looked like Bryson was going to win it looked like Rory was going to win it looked like Morikawa was going to win Morikawa doubled the 13th um, you know you think about that like what if Morikawa won this event too you know like he was like that was like the one that I forgot was in the mix um you know so he Bryson Bryson was leading through 63 holes and it ended up T26 if you remember he had a complete debacle on the in a beer hole. box right a box yeah that ended, included a beer box which was like how did the beer box get in how did somebody smuggle in a beer box through which also you got reports of this the next week yeah. right I think it was Scheffler's so. girlfriend or wife or partner bought, like, the lines were out the door, and she just got a whole box of beer for guys who let her cut in line. It was Scheffler's, some guys, that, yeah, they, they bought the entire box from the concession stand. So, um, Meanwhile, on the 13th hole, also, a streaker <laughs> gets out onto the hole. Just an incredible moment. Yeah. He, like, just gets out there, runs out there, bots around, Pulls a club out, yeah. Drops a ball and hit, starts hitting golf shots. I forgot about and he that. He hits two golf shots. Or San Diego like, finest. He's track him down, wrestle him. Yeah, doing a dance. He runs down the fairway. I mean, he was out there for a long time before anybody got out there. Yep. Which, like, you know, this with the beer box, really, like, what's going on on the thirteenth hole? Right. Um, right. Rob got a really great break on the ninth hole, which what he happened? seemingly hit it out of bounds. He was like oh, over yeah. in the like Hard TV left, compound. Right? Yeah, way yeah. left. And it's like there was a boundary line. It was like yeah. how is this inbound? Yeah, I forgot about that. It's like the uh, yeah. Yeah. Is this insane? Mackenzie Hughes ball gets stuck on a tree on eleven. That's <laughs> right. A lot of weird stuff path. happening. Can I add a quick one, a bit of whimsy from Sunday? Yeah. NBC is just trying to do an activation promo. I feel like there was a lot of hollering about the coverage this week. Um so they flashed to Drew Brees, new yes, NBC employee. I had this next All right. <laughs> and like they're just trying to catch him, like, oh, he's our Sunday night football guy. And he's like shouting at his kids, right? It's like a little yes. like every dad daughter, can relate. His little daughter. Every dad can relate. The kid was probably moaning about something. He bends over, like looks her in the eye, clearly just you know, frustrated with her. And, and like this is all caught on camera. A couple days of awkward 
you know, parent propose supposed child interactions, you know, shot from afar on camera. So I, I remember a lot of people having fun with that. So, so um, yeah, everybody's folding, and it and except for one man who traditionally folds late on Sundays, Lou Eustazen, who's yeah. holding it together with clutch par putts, like. Really, you know, he had. I think the shot that probably did him in outside the seventeenth hole tee shot was the approach on twelve that he like was in the center of the fairway, missed the green, made bogey there. That would be like the one you go back to. But you know, like for given what he did, he played so good, and this was just a mere fact of Rom making two absurd putts down the stretch to win. You know, he made the uh, you know unbelievable. tricky left to right putts on both 17 and 18 it was like 25 feet on 17 and 18 he gets up and down uh and really great up and down and louis needs to make an eagle um to to tie him and uh rom obviously wins we don't want to go into too many of the play-by-plays you guys uh remember it yeah and um you know and and he wins now the ceremony was was one of the more humorous moments the flyover (laughs) that never came yes right no, came two minutes after they they, they set it all the up. <laughs> Obviously, like you know, the Rob win was the COVID coming back from COVID after the historic performance at Memorial that gets cut short. It's the place where he, uh, you know, proposed to his wife. It's the place I think he his of his well his, of his first PGA Tour win, and I think it, it's the place where he found it. Maybe he found out that his. He was having a baby. I can't remember yeah. exactly. Yep. It was it was like a, a trifecta and and um and then the flyover doesn't come for two minutes. He also says that he was aiming at flags down the stretch. Um, oh yeah, forgot about. That. I was accused of making up. Yeah. by uh by people that are uh, uh fans of now feuding data boys. <laughs> um, and uh and and then that that quote was said he said he was lying that was then turned into i was making it up when somebody found the clip yeah. that i just didn't happen to have saved around you know then it was turned into well he was just making that up for uh you know narrative yeah um yep. And it also was followed by uh callaway at what's oh yeah he took kind <laughs> of a shot at uh, yeah, a Taylor. Yeah, Bain. that's right. And and like people say, why would you quit doing this? Yeah. Um, yep. And um, obviously, you know, this was a coronation for one of the great players and who should have been player of the year this year. Yep. And, um, you know, this the performance of coming down the stretch was just utterly unbelievable. Did you mention Phil on the range? You might have slipped that in there. Just thirst bucket, thirsty behavior. I know they're boys. Uh, they have the same agents, Ayers and Estate. Phil like posted up with his wife on the range. I kind of forgot about that. I forgot about that. I, I don't know. I just saw it. So, all right. That's great. That was a great, that was a good Sunday. What was Bryson? Was it 43 on the back nine? 44, something like that, leading at one point and finished like T27 uh, at a major. So, uh, great week. That's a, it was a good week. U.S. Open. A few bad breaks, man. That's just a few bad. Shot, I think he shot forty three on the back. Okay, now. few bad breaks. Well, few breaks. When you're aiming into Narnia, as he might call it, you know, that was the thing. You're he, leaving he, it to chance. Yeah, he hit. He got an awful lie on twelve, as I remember. Yeah, and he, but he was aiming like in the middle of a crowd, and he got a bad lie. Like that's. Yep. That's the way it goes, and the same thing. He did the same thing on thirteen. 
is he aimed way right and he got just like a horrendous lie. Like that's the thing is Bryce's strategy works really well because he's an exceptional rough player, but it also does rely a little bit on good lies in the rough. And, and like, I guess in that sense, he has some credence. Like it was bad luck of bad lies, but really, you know, if you get a lot of good lies, that's probably what led to that run of really great play was a run of good luck with good lies. Like, I, I just hate the whole luck. Like, I caught, yeah. you know, I had lip outs. Like, nobody ever tells you about the lip in. Right. You know? Right. Like, oh, right. or the bounce off a tree. You know, Mackenzie Hughes gets stuck in the tree. The bounce off the tree that kicks you back into, like, the fairway, and, and you make a birdie, you know? Um, <laughs> right. So, anyways, that was the U.S. Open. That does it for this episode. We are we're on to the last major. Yeah. Uh, you know, many didn't think that this was going to get done. Before we're going to get Christmas it done before Christmas. Done before the year. Well, we're and, still time to not get it done, but I think it's going to get done. We'll see. We'll be up we're back on the home stretch Monday with the open. Oh, ch- holiday blend! You could get holiday blend after Christmas. We've got Bixby holiday blend. Uh, Great label you know, art. Jason Page made a Christmas tree with all his different and some that never seen the light of day. All his different illustrations that are ornaments on the tree. I would get the Christmas holiday blend just for the label art, but it's got yeah, hints of can... maple and cinnamon. You want to enjoy a, a nice cup of Joe on the holiday week over the next two weeks. Uh, that's available at BixbyCoffee.com. You can, you can enjoy that while I'm packaging up all the 15 episodes. You don't have to do promise that. I have to do that. one massive Maybe I can audio figure it out. File. We'll figure it out. All right, everyone, enjoy your weekends. We'll be back Monday with uh, part nine. Part nine. This is going to end up being about the same hour, amount of hours as it usually is. So we'll be back Monday with part nine. <laughs>